0: Beards Watch Podcast episode 284. Charlotte's number one podcast recording in the basement. A little late night edition here for us on the East Coast because we've got we'll get to our guests here in a little bit. But we got Duvall, we got Chris. Chris, it's been a couple weeks, man. How you doing?
1: I'm good, man. I'm tired. It was a long weekend. And uh Yeah, my buddy got a house in Boone, so we went up there and just cleaned it out. He bought it like as is. Oh wow. So Fifteen trash bags of crap in the kitchen. So it was a, a long twenty-four hours, but uh, yeah, good work week. Hanging out.
0: Where can up, where can people find you, Chris, on social medias if you want to be found?
1: On Instagram at Buscemi's kid. Check out my reels, man. I've been reels heavy. <laughs> you
0: heavy. have been. You got off Twitter. Now you're more of an Instagram guy. So at least you're you're heavy in something there.
2: Yeah, that'll work.
0: Yeah. All right, Duvall, got the Lion King rocking, ready to roll. How you feeling?
2: I'm pretty good, man. I can't complain. Uh, we're almost here to the, the middle of the week. It has definitely been a week. But uh, no complaints. You know, it's been a lot going on this week. Not only just normal life shit, but just <laughs> media and sports and all types of stuff. Final Four coming up. But if you're looking for me, Rod versus Duval on Twitter just Duvall on Instagram.
0: That's right. It reminds me, we will have to, near the end of the pod, get all of our Final Four picks and championship picks as well, since this will be the last pod before the final game, I guess, what, Monday coming up. So we'll have to go through those as well. But Duvall, did you recently do your Cooper Bridge River run?
2: No, I do it on Saturday.
0: Okay, so it's this weekend. I knew it was coming up. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. so it's okay. Saturday. Yeah, so okay. I, I got a little bit. It's only 6.2 miles, so I'm kind of tapering off this week. I have a ripped really- I'm running, but I'm not running. You okay. Know,
0: so, well, hopefully only you don't. 6. Yeah, I know. Only six point two. 6. Yeah. Oh.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> hopefully you don't pull anything, hurt anything, all that good stuff. Since we get up there a little bit in age, so stretch it out, Duval.
2: Oh, oh, definitely. I'll be taking the next two days to stretch. I'll do the hamstrings and the calves. You know, Chris kind of spoke to how he was struggling a few weeks ago. I don't want to be doing that.
3: <laughs> you don't.
2: Uh-huh.
0: All right, for me on Twitter and Instagram, it's J-Roll Nation, the Beards Watch podcast on Facebook, and then you can find a podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, all that good stuff. And then also hit our YouTube, they see me rolling for our brewer reviews, birio carts, uh, what else? Oh, reaction videos, and I know we'll be doing one. I think it looks like the Hornets may, may squeak into a playoff game, or at least a play in game, so we'll do one for that. And of course, the NFL Draft first round video we do, so subscribe to that, all that good and fun stuff. So to get to our guest. As I was speaking to her before we record, to hit the record button, this is her fourth time on the podcast, but it's been five years since she's been on the podcast. She was one of the first guests. She was on episode five, episode nine, and episode 10 when she was interning here in Charlotte way back in the day. Finally got her back on. Amanda, how are you doing?
4: I'm great. Thanks for asking. You're welcome for obviously the success I created. For
0: <laughs> so for for those no, who, who don't know like you yeah. said
4: episode ten and it's two eighty four.
0: So for those who don't know and haven't listened all the way back then, when we first started the podcast, obviously we did in the basement for hundreds of episodes and then COVID hit and so we did a lot of Zoom podcasts. Well Amanda was here interning. And then her lease was up in the apartment she had. She had like two or three weeks left, and she was going to Airbnb. But my wife and I were like, this is before we had kids, so we had more space in the house. We were like, no, don't pay for an Airbnb. Just crash in our guest room for the last two weeks or whatever it is, and then you can go back home. Had a lot of good times. Amanda joined for those last couple episodes, but I think the most memorable story was her last night here when... She lost her keys and she was supposed to drive.
4: I knew you were gonna bring this up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She was supposed to drive the next day to go home all the way to Illinois, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And she lost her keys and we're sitting here. We had just recorded an episode. I'm trying to finish editing it. And Amanda's like, I I don't know what I'm gonna do. And at the time her car was as a young person may keep their car pretty messy and not we don't have to go into a great deal of it, but it just was and it was full of stuff. Yeah, it was full of stuff because she was about to drive all the way back. She had all her stuff packed up in her apartment. She had a fish she was traveling that was going to be in like a a solo cup as she was driving all the way back. And lo and behold, her keys were just on the bed and the comforter was flipped over her keys. And we spent like almost two hours looking for these keys.
4: I called AAA. <laughs> yeah. like, That's right. That's came right. Out That's and right. And opened my car because I thought that I maybe locked them in the car. That's right. They came and opened my car, and then I'm like, oh, oh no! Like they're <laughs> not in here. I have no idea where they are.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I-, I forgot that you had called AAA, and they came all the way out. We thought you locked them in the car, and then you finally were like, well, they have to be somewhere in this house, and they were just on the bed because there were two beds at the time in that guest room and you had your stuff on the one bed and then you were sleeping on the other bed and it just kind of got lost. So yeah, that was
4: I was nervous. I was driving, I was making a long drive.
0: <laughs> so since then, you've
4: I'm doing great. You're doing
0: great. You've done we'll go into all the different jobs and gigs you've had, but you've got engaged. So congrats on that.
1: Hey. Yeah, congratulations. Ooh, bling bling.
0: There you go. There you go. So, <laughs> catch us up from you know, from where you left here and then what did you do and what have you done
4: oh my goodness well in five years <laughs> <laughs> uh well so after i left there i still had a year of school left so i went back to college yep um i went to school in indiana at ball state turp turp no it's <laughs> <Nulls>, mac
3: nation
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, graduated from school i spent like that whole next year um working as like a freelance journalist And I always kind of joke, like, freelance minus the lands because I was just working for free places, (laughs) Um, like, bouncing around, doing anything I could. Um, And I was also working full-time at a restaurant there as a server. Um, And then I think I worked at that restaurant and kind of just driving, like, covering high school sports for almost about a year. Yeah. Um, Just kind of around wherever I could find a game. Uh, And then I ended up in 2018 because it's kind of crazy now to think that I've almost been in Utah for four years. Yeah. I was like, I'll go there for six months. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'll be there six months tops. Um, ended up getting the opportunity to work as like a broadcast assistant with the Utah jazz, the NBA team, um, in Salt Lake city. So I moved to Salt Lake in like three weeks. With my two cats. So, like, not much has changed. Instead yeah. of a fish, it was two cats. <laughs> packed them in the car. Moved to Salt Lake. Um, had that job for three seasons. Uh, started working women's college basketball games for the University of Utah on radio. From there, started working for the Pac-12 Network as a women's basketball analyst um, for the Pac-12 Conference. Uh, and then, you know, have continued to do that. Adopted a couple animals in between. I also work at an animal rescue now. So I think, that the, the, I think that's the spark notes. I'm probably, like, I'm missing a lot.
0: Okay. Yeah, no, I think <laughs> I think that calls up pretty well from what I could tell from the Instagram posts and updates and all that good stuff. And just kind of describe, you know, I know the, the freelance life. I stayed in Charlotte, though, so it hasn't been as tough as bouncing around. But you've had to bounce mm-hmm. around and kind of, like you said, it's, you're not, There's not a lot of people that make a lot of money in the sports business right off the jump. So you were working, like you said, working as a waitress while also just trying to get experience. Because everyone says, experience, 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 experience. Especially if you want to be on camera or you want to do play-by-play, you've got to do anything. So just speak to how that kind of just growing and the ups and downs of that. Because I know it can feel very maybe dark or just, wow, am I ever going to get out of this hole and do what I want to do kind of thing.
4: Mm-hmm. For me, I always say, like, it felt like I was failing a lot of the time um, because I think it's really easy, too, in, like, the age of social media to kind of compare where you are to what other people are doing. And you can cheer and be so happy for them yeah. and still question, like, what the heck am yeah. I doing? Like, I'm not making any money.
3: <laughs>
4: nothing, not Like, literally nothing is happening. Yeah. Um, but things are happening, right, that you just can't see and you don't know about. Yeah. Um, so... I hope that in the future we get to a point where people aren't having to work multiple jobs right at the beginning of their careers. Um, and that they, you know, can, I feel like a lot of times you're kind of expected to put everything you have into this business. Right. But how are you going to keep the lights on? (laughs) Um, so I hope that we get to a point where, you are able to put all of that time that is expected of you and that you want into that job, but you're properly compensated as well.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, with any job too, I know Duvall's probably in Chris, the work life balance of also wanting to give your all at work, but also realizing at any moment, any of us can get fired and our job will be up on Indeed or job search, whatever, looking for the next person. So that balance of giving everything you got, but also realizing Hey, I also don't want to look back on this. You know, no one sits on their deathbed going, "Man, I wish I would have worked more." You know, but it's that balance yeah, of figu- you know, figuring out what you want to do and 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 what you, you know, socially and job wise. So I know that's that's a tough one. And how how I mean, you went from Illinois to then Utah? Was that did you know anybody else out there, or did you just have to meet a whole new group of people?
4: Mm-hmm. Are you currently
3: yeah. are
1: you currently working for Utah? Also, sorry, throw that in
4: um, so right now I work as a women's basketball analyst for, um, the Pac-12 network and then the university of Utah, um, on a radio station here, ESPN 700. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't know anyone when I moved out here. I honestly don't know what I was thinking. I truly had like $60. I borrowed a thousand dollars from my best friend. Um, and have, like paid for a place to live. Have you like, paid
0: her back the thousand yeah, dollars?
4: I did pay okay, her back. Okay. It took a minute. <laughs> it
0: took a minute. Well,
4: no, I'm like, what a good friend. Absolutely. Like, oh, heck. I, if I didn't have that, I wouldn't have been able to come out here. Yeah. Right. Like that's just someone who did like something that is way beyond anything I could have ever imagined. Otherwise I wouldn't have been able to come. Um, <laughs> like 60 bucks to cats. That's, no idea what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of fun to like look back on that and kind yeah. of see I've kind of built like you know a family here. Yeah. And um, I'm like, what was I? San Diego.
1: When I moved to San Diego, my best friend since first grade was already there, and if it wasn't for him, I would have never been able to move there. Mm-hmm. I actually had a job lined up, which was nice. I didn't even have to go into it, you know, with the mentality that you must have had to, but. Um, even with the job there, it was still hard to afford that place. And I feel like Utah is pretty expensive these days also. And, um, you know, so I I can vouch for having that friend there is huge.
4: Totally. And I think when I moved here, I was like so excited, right? Because I'd been like waiting for this break, like waiting for this opportunity. I'm so like grateful for the experience that I had and the people I was able to meet and what I was able to learn at that job. But also... Like, I do want to speak to the fact that it was really lonely sometimes. I had I a really hard time. Um, and I don't think I kind of realized how difficult it was going to be to be alone. Yeah. In a new place. And, like, you're trying to make friends. But also people here have families yeah. and other obligations and and other jobs maybe yeah. too. And so it's, like, this weird, I don't know, like, trying to navigate I want this job, I'm so excited to be in this position, but why am I feeling so upset?
3: Yeah. Um
4: and that kind of goes to I think what you were talking about of like that work life balance. I really had to take a step back. Um and be like, I need to make an effort to hang yeah. out with people <laughs> or I'm not gonna be able to stay here.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no. So, I, so with Go ahead, Duval. I was just gonna say, so with that and, and having that work life balance and mm-hmm. kinda going all the way to Utah like and and being in Illinois and then you still I have a few people, I'm sure, here in Charlotte. Do you see Utah being something that you're just like, hey, this is going to be something I'm just going to have to get used to, now being engaged? Like, have y'all talked about trying to move back? Or is it, or are you like, okay, listen, I'm enjoying the University of Utah. I enjoy the Utah Jazz. I enjoy the mountains. I enjoy whatever snow you get. <laughs> and this is kind of, you know, this is kind of just it.
4: No, I think that both my fiancé and I were really open to – like new things and new jobs. And we both have um, careers that will probably require us to move. Um, and that's something that we've talked about. Um, but like for now, this is where we are. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. something that we've tried really hard not to look too far ahead and be like, okay, let's try to plan out the next you know, year or five years because as we know, that can change in a second. Yeah. Um, and so right now, it's just kind of like, this is where we are right now. We go through like our day to day of like, this is our work, this is what we're doing, these are our priorities, um, and we'll see where it goes.
0: Yeah, I always have I was
4: just in Chicago this weekend though for uh my one of my other best friend's weddings.
0: Nice. So if <laughs> if you had to rank the places you have lived
4: Whoa, whoa Yeah.
0: You've got like I all, the only three I know is obviously when you're here in Charlotte, then you've obviously did you grow up in Chicago or was it a little town outside of it or
4: hmm just like a little north of okay, the city. Okay, so
0: Chicago, Charlotte, and Utah, we're one, two, and three. I mean, I know each place probably has its pros and cons, but if you had to rank them one, two, three, hit the <laughs> rankings.
4: That's really tough, though, because it's, like, hard, because I've <laughs> – <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to.
1: There's friends in each city that are, like, okay. on the edge of their seat.
4: Exactly. She's going she to put us at number three. Well, you—it yeah. it is
0: interesting. You've had like kind of big moments in your life in each spot, and he, they yeah. kind of gradually grew on each other. Obviously, everyone loves their college town because that was great memories. Hopefully, everyone had great memories in college and stuff. But then you had—you love your hometown because that's where you grew up. That's where your family's at. And then now you've created a life. You met your fiance. I mean, did you meet him out there in Utah?
4: Yeah. we yeah. met Here. So, uh, and then like obviously like being in Charlotte, I think I learned so much about like the sports media business and kind of just like growing up, yeah. like being by yourself in a new place, which I also didn't know anyone when I moved to
3: Charlotte
4: yeah. for, for a summer. Um, so that was like a totally new experience too. And I think that that kind of helped me like build my confidence of like, I can go to a new place and
3: yeah.
4: and do something and make friends. Um, it felt hard, yeah. uh, but like, you know, you, you don't expect to do those things until you do them sometimes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I remember you, you were a part of, like, the first wave of the new interns that they, because we didn't have interns for a while that were outside of, like, they would just get them from UNC Charlotte or somewhere in state. Yeah. So you were the first wave of interns that they actually, like, paid a little bit, and they brought out of state. And so I remember, you know, sitting there thinking, like, yeah, she probably doesn't really know anybody, and she's, even though she's college age, it's not like she knows everybody at UNC Charlotte. Like she can just go over there, and, you know, enjoy a college weekend or whatever, and try to at least be open. And you know, we were still young then. I think so, five years ago. I think yeah, what mid twenties or whatever. Because I'm 32 now. So again, pre kids and everything, we were still rocking it pretty hard. So you know, trying to try to just accept, you know, help Amanda out on this because who knows? I, I can't imagine going to a new spot and not knowing anybody. Like the only time I felt like that was going to college, even though I went to Greensboro. I knew a couple people from high school there, but there are those those nights where you sit there and you're like, oh, I really am like by myself and yeah. trying to figure out like and then once you start meeting people, it gets better and all that kind of stuff. But it takes effort. It takes time. Um, so, yeah, that was it's interesting how you you've made that transition and now you're thriving, it seems, out there in Utah. So what I'm would be what <laughs> would be your favorite thing to do out there? Non-work related.
4: Oh, I love to be outside. So, um, I have two dogs. I love like going outside, hiking with them, taking them like to the park, going on walks, exploring. Um, that's kind of my favorite thing to do. Okay. It's just like, being outside.
1: <laughs> okay. Are you mountain
4: biking? No, I don't mountain bike. But my friend mountain bikes, and she's like, "You need to come mountain biking," and I'm like, "I don't know if that's I could do that."
1: That's huge <laughs> in Utah.
4: I know, it's huge. So is like skiing and snowboarding, which I also don't do. As Jacob probably Girl. remembers, I have really bad knees. <laughs> That's
0: right. You've got like, what, three or four ACL tears?
4: Yeah, I've had a total Whoa. of five knee surgeries. Yeah. I had three Whoa. ACL tears and then two meniscus repairs.
0: Yeah, Duval, like, Duval, Duval, meniscus She's repair. she was a hooper. Yeah. You took
4: all back. of
2: this playing basketball?
4: Yeah, it was feels like a lifetime ago but anyway so I don't ski or
2: snowboard too yeah. <laughs> oh, so you didn't so you didn't have like the uh the cadaver you didn't get like the the, the full knee like oh you did, I did have
4: a cadaver. yeah part of a cadaver oh, uh-huh Godly that's a fun holy. fact I use in like those icebreaker situations <laughs> when you, like tell us a fun fact about yourself I always say I have part of a cadaver in my knee
2: Ooh. So 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 let me ask you now now, as as somebody that did not do all that I just partially tore my Achilles, but from a like a tough yeah that's
3: it it is
2: it is but like age were you like tearing these and then like when did you realize what was the last tear that you were just like yeah I'm just gonna just walk now I'm not gonna (laughs) do any type of activity because I mean that's five like five.
4: Mm Um, the first one I did, I was 15, um, in like an AAU game. Uh, and it's funny because like, by the time I was at my last one, I'm like, okay, let's just do this. Like, let's just go. <laughs> but at the time I'm like 15, everyone's, you know, when you hear ACL, obviously it's like, that's a serious injury, but I like, didn't know what an ACL tear was. And like <laughs> hearing people kind of like moving my leg around saying like, it's maybe your ACL people around me are like, maybe an ACL, like, like, am I supposed to be really worried? Like, should i be like really concerned. <laughs> um, the answer was yes. Um, yeah. So the first one was when I was 15 was not prepared for like, I had never had a major surgery up to that point. So like, wasn't prepared even like mentally for what it was going to like take to get through that. It takes a lot. Um, it's a it's a tough surgery, I think, especially when you're really young. I don't know. So yeah. young. Um, but I really I didn't I had never had like a major injury. Um and I just didn't know what was happening. So that was pretty hard. I had an incredible physical therapist. Um and like when I had that surgery, I have like such respect for like the doctors and surgeons and nurses. And all of the people who come in and out because every single time I was so nervous and they just like comfort you and make you feel so kind of at ease, even though you're like
3: "Ah!" (laughs) on the
4: inside. Um but yeah, so 15 and then I tore my meniscus with it, they repaired it. And then I think the next one was at 17. Um I tore my other. So I, I went yeah. right, left, and then You're already at Tuesday. two many. Already- and then my senior year of high school, um, I tore my right one again, Ooh, you know, nice. which is why I have the cadaver. Um, and at that point, like I had had meniscus repairs too, so they ended up shaving out my meniscus on the right side of my leg, um, and then I have like the um, partial cadaver. And as much as I, like, loved to think that I was the same, like, my body just wasn't. Um, and it was getting really hard to, like, do things that were once easy. Uh, and I know that some people are able to, like, kind of, like, push through those injuries and um, continue their careers. And for me, it just, like, wasn't something that seemed like it was going to work out for me anymore. I just I just felt really different. Um, and so I was kind of it was really hard like looking back on because I think my identity for a really long time had been like Amanda, the basketball player, like Amanda's the basketball player. And so then it was like, we <laughs> a I can't truly like, who am I and what am I going to do if I'm not this one thing? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that not just then, but now um, it's like, I have realized and come to realize like I'm more than like Amanda, the broadcaster, Amanda, the, Partner, Amanda, the dog mom. Like I, you can be all these different things. Um, and so I kind of think back to those moments of like, you don't have to have just like one sole identity. Um, because like we're all have different things. We're all much more than just what we do.
0: Yeah. So what was yeah? What was that? When's the last time you've actually like played a game of basketball?
4: Actually, (laughs) I have one more surgery. So I have my final. (laughs) I have my final like ACL. I come back from college. Um, my like AAU team I had played for was like running camps and like wanted like me to help coach. <laughs> so I was like coaching for the summer. I had like a team, a group of high school girls, um, and I wanted them to play five on five. I didn't have enough girls, so I jumped Ooh. in, went to slide, tore Ooh. my meniscus again oh. <laughs> on my other side. <laughs> oh. So, <laughs> so I I have only played truly, since that point, I only play, like, horse or yeah. <laughs> like, around the world, non-contact. Right. Yeah. Non-contact. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here stretching my knees out right now. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> I'm sorry this has, like, turned into such a long <laughs> thing about all the surgeries and no issues that's, I've had. <laughs>
0: hey, that's,
2: that's no, 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 saying. you're fine. It, it, it's somebody that, that I was able to luckily avoid surgery for my Achilles it was just partially torn, so I just had to go through the physical therapy, so I'm with you on that. I don't even play pickup anymore. Mm-hmm. I'll play a horse. If I, if I did play anything, it'd be 21, and all I would do is shoot. Like, I'm not <laughs> doing anything outrageous or something that like it. that. But, yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. I just, after five surgeries, I, after the after the second one, I was like, yeah, this is it. Mm-hmm. Like, because at this point, I mean, you're just pretty much bone on bone now. It's yeah. just like, yeah, this is, this is it. It's really
4: so. hard, though, because, like, I had always imagined – like you work for one thing, right? Like I had truly yeah. worked my entire life to play division one college basketball. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which I think now sometimes is surprising that I didn't. Um, and I always thought like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. And then life <laughs> like kept saying like, no, no. you're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I kept trying to be like, no, I am. Yeah. And it was like, no, you're not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, like, I know it sounds like cliche and kind of silly, but I wouldn't have the life I do now if I wouldn't have gone through those things. I don't know where I would have ended up. Like, I would have maybe gone to a completely different school. Yep. And look at the friends that I have and, like, I don't know where I'd be without them, but I might not have met them, you know? So, I, I don't know.
0: It I is. Just, we had a couple a of couple podcasts back. We talked about how you, if you think you took different paths, which it's hard to think that way because – it'd be totally different like if you had met somebody different or lived somebody different or you know it just you it's hard to even fathom it because it would be so different nothing would really be the same and and how crazy it can be but it's also funny you bring up that moment that I think everybody who's has never either made perfect play college ball or made to the prof- professional leagues we all have that moment as an athlete like all right this is my last stop like is it may be in high school, it may be in middle school, it may be when you're on a t-ball field. You know, when you realize like this ain't for me. I mean, I remember playing baseball and going up the first pitcher I hit that was throwing ninety and being like, nope, this is it. This is where I stop. You know what I mean? And be like, all right, there's no that. That's where it is or you know, you play football and you get out there in high school and you get hit a couple times and then you realize, whoa, these guys are like six six and you, you get hit by them dude. You're like. All right, that's it. I'm like, there's no need for this anymore. I mean, Duval had his. Would you Would you realize in high school, Duval, like, all right, it's probably gonna be high school's gonna be my last little bit.
2: Um, I think. Well, to, to be honest with you, this is, this is going to sound wild. So, like, when I was in college, like, I was gonna go. I said I, I was gonna go to Fayetteville State to play basketball. Yeah. But the last school that I visited was A and T, and I went to visit A and T, and like. I just toured it, and, like, I saw the dorm that I could possibly stay in and all this other stuff, and I was going to try to walk on. And I was like, for lack of a better term, I was like, forget this. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good on basketball. Like, I've, I've given enough buckets to enough people that I don't need to do this. Like, so – and then you, you go in the cafeteria, and it's nothing but people that – like, oh, you're going to come here and this and that? And I'm like, yeah, I definitely might be coming here. So that that was – I think that was my sign. Like, I, I knew – I mean, of course, I knew I wasn't going to the NBA. Yeah. But I was like, okay, if I can go play college basketball. I knew I could have went somewhere and played. But then, like, it was that moment when I got there and I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, I prefer to just go to class and just – I can still hoop after class and still get the joy out of it and, you know, go from there. So I think that was what it was.
0: Yeah, I mean, that would have been a different from Fayetteville State and A&T. That's two totally – even though they're both HBCUs, that's still a totally different, like, vibe there.
2: Absolutely. And that was what it was when I toured it. Like, and I mean, one, I mean, a t used to be in the CIAA but they're yeah. not anymore. They're in the MIAC, of course. It's, and Fayetteville State was in the CIAA And I remember it. Like, I, I remember visiting, like, the dorm. And I was like, God, this is a shitty dorm. But <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to be here playing basketball. But then I go to A&T oh, and yeah. I get like the red carpet rolled out and they're like, oh, this is the dorm you're already set up. I'm like, I'm going to have my own room. I'm going to have my own suite. Like, this, I'm this far from the campus. Like, I was like, yo, I ain't even thought about basketball. Like, you know, <laughs> so that was when I knew. And I told my dad, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to just get my degree. And he was like, cool. Yeah. I support it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so so
1: my- my division one prospects were non-existent and <laughs> last time I hooped was at Park Road Park and I got there at an obscure time so I could shoot shoot around by myself. I'm on the best net. This guy walks up to me in some like Crocs and sweatpants and he's like, Hey man, let's play one-on-one. I'm like, nah, dude, I don't really play one-on-one. Just shoot around. You know, you can, you know, I got the ball real good. He's like, but I'm wearing Crocs. And I'm like, I don't care, man. I still don't want to play you one-on-one. He was like, but I'm undefeated on this court. I'm like, I don't care, dude. I still don't <laughs> want to play you one-on-one, man. So we just did like – we played horse and like a around-the-world shooting competition, scraped him, no big deal. But that's my last, you know, great accomplishment in basketball. Now nice. <laughs> she died Crocs. <prox>. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. It is. And that's like, Amanda, your body was trying to tell you, hey – it's, it just ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. But how was that coming to terms, though, as a 17, 18-year-old, like you said, you've been tr- your whole since middle school probably, right, till it really became like this is what I want to do, this is what I want to do. And then how crushing was that realizing, okay, now I've got to pivot and find something else?
4: Yeah. I, like, often say, I, you know, when people are like, when did you find basketball, how did you find basketball? I don't remember not having basketball in my life yeah I grew up watching basketball I grew up going to Bulls games like I'm from that area it was huge I always like have like you know the pictures of me as like a little girl holding this giant oversized basketball (laughs) in our like community rec league um it just was always there and so (laughs) you know at 17 to have something that you've always had it truly felt like an identity crisis. Like I didn't know who I was. I kind of had to find like other things I was interested in. And I think in general, whether it's like a sport or a change of career or doing something new, it's scary because (laughs) you've never been in that position before. Um, And I don't think that I was necessarily prepared for like my last game, like the last Mm. game I played, I didn't really think this is my last game. I'm ever to Like it just ended up being that way. Isn't that like um, a
0: kind of a life thing too? Right, you never really know when's your last certain thing. Right, like not to get too yeah. in depth and dark. You don't know when your last day and all that stuff. But
3: no, like true. you said,
0: none of none of us do. But it's also to keep it lighter. You don't know. Hey, this could be my last time meeting this person or whatever it is. You're never. Re- you never really know. So,
4: which is like a great perspective. I think I've been given. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't think that this moment was going to be the last time I like played a team sport, Um, which I know it's been a part of the team. Um, That being said, (laughs) I think that like sport and like being on a team and basketball has taught me so much beyond Mm -hmm. being a player. Like it teaches you how to work with others, how to rely on others when you're not at your best, how to say what you need, Um, communicating Mm -hmm. like the biggest one, right? Accepting criticisms, um, and being able to, like, reciprocate, mm-hmm. uh, I just I just have learned so much from being an athlete that has helped me um, in, like, a next phase of life.
1: I was going to say, all those things are necessary for broadcasting, mm-hmm. I imagine. One yeah, yeah,
2: I mean, just broadcast. like being a person. Everybody's, yeah. you know, yeah. 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 And and to, to kind of add to that, and I, I got a follow-up question, just as we, we're all athletes, including Chris, Um um, so in in your field, like and I and I'll speak for myself. So like and then Jacob and Chris know like I picked up and I was never a runner growing up, but like I run now more than I ever ran before. And since I don't play basketball, that kinda gives me that competitive portion, like finding the 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 somebody that's the pacer and I'm focusing on trying to beat them at the end of the race. So like now that you're not as locked in as far as being an athlete, where do you find ways to compete? Is it is it have you picked up a sport outside of basketball? Have you picked up a hobby outside of basketball? It could be running or golf, or tennis, or volleyball. Like, what is it now that um, gives you that that competitive like that that fills that fills that void? Well,
4: hobby is outside of like. Basketball since we're non contact.
2: Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: I love doing like cycling classes, like spin classes. I've found that to be so much fun. It's really low impact on your knees. So I used to love running. Um, I used to run all the time. My joints have like since then started to hurt. Also, <laughs> not to like take a totally different Page and like make things weird, but I um, had an eating disorder for a really long time. So running was something that I would do, like, as a I have to do this. So I don't run anymore Um, because it's just like not healthy for me. But that's like interesting to think about because once again, I like did this thing constantly um, and then realized like this is not going to be consistent. Like, I can't sustain what I'm doing. Um, so, like, way different than tearing your ACL, but, like, kind of similar in the sense of, like, now I have to find something new to do. Um, so, I try, like, not to get, like, super competitive with things, um, except, like, it's funny because yesterday, my fiancé, he's in a curling league, mm. um, cool. and it was the championship. And so, like, you know, in curling, like, you have a cowbell. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> the other the other team, I think it's teams, I don't really know a ton about curling, was, like, ringing their cowbell, and I'm like, I have to be louder Um, so like I guess it's all in good fun Um, and then when it comes to like the broadcast side of things I think I always just want to like keep trying to be like the better version of like what I was the game prior Um, so I'm not really like thinking about like trying to be better than anyone else than like just trying to keep improving and pushing myself to to do more to say more um in games and like go outside and like maybe analyze a little bit more of something that I didn't the the previous game or like kind of push myself out of my comfort zone a little bit
1: so that's what you're doing in broadcasting I, I don't know if I missed that or not but you're calling games
4: yeah, I'm a women's basketball analyst. Have you been on this call? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm, obviously
4: hey, I'm a sorry. It was a joke. Was a joke.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm wearing a shirt that says comedy. You make all the jokes. You're yeah, totally. <laughs>
4: Thanks. Yeah. Um, so I this past season was actually really fun. Um, Cause like I think I get the question a lot of like, where do you want to be next? Um, like, what do you want to do next? And I just always say, like, I just want to have more games, like, because know that you're doing a good job if people ask you to come back, Um, so this season I had, like, been offered for Pac-12 the most games that I had been, like, in, this was my third season doing Pac-12 network games, so stuff like that's really fun, because, you know, I'm like, okay, cool, I have more of an opportunity to, like, continue to work, and then it's, like, fun watching, like, from the first game I did to my last, um, and just getting to talk with like our crews and and kind of hearing that people can see even like a change and transition and, and like continuing to feel more comfortable. Because like I know some people are like really great and comfortable with like a camera and like looking at the camera, and I just like hate it. Just <laughs> hate it. <laughs> and, and something that I really have to like work on and not think about. Um, it's like just like this you know big lines yeah <laughs> <I'm like>, <laughs> which i think is like weird because some people like 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 thrive in those moments <laughs> and i'm a little more i think on the opposite side
1: any buzzer uh, beaters, I don't
4: do any buzzer beaters this year.
1: no there
0: hasn't even <laughs> really been any buzzer beaters in the well, in the final, well, the men's final four. I know that NC State game, the sent it to OT yesterday was pretty yeah. wild.
4: Double OT. Double OT, it yeah. Double OT, yeah. Um, that was really fun.
0: Yeah. So, but, it's, but
4: it's like, it's cool, right? Like, I never thought when I was, I was actually just talking about this, how I was kind of telling you I was working like for literally free, yeah. driving around. I drove myself to Kentucky to cover, I think it was like the round of 32, um at Louisville
0: yeah
4: and like Stanford was there and Oregon State was there um and I'll never forget because you know these are like some of the best teams in the nation and you're
3: just yeah. watching
4: them I never thought I would be working like yeah. in that conference
3: yeah, um, yeah. And,
4: like working with those teams and that I like I had um a podcast I did and I was able to interview Tara Vanderveer like the winningest coach in women's college basketball history like I never thought I would do those things yeah. ever. Um, yeah. I still don't know how I did that. <laughs> I did that. <laughs>
0: so yeah, you brought up that because I remember you had a YouTube going, and you were doing a, and you were doing a podcast, and then even like a year or so ago, I reached out about you joining the podcast to catch up. And I got the cold shoulder because you talk about communication. You are very bad at texting back or responding to messages. Totally,
4: one hundred percent. And so
0: I, it took me a while to remember that because I was like, man, Amanda just kind of got famous, brushed us off, and then you were like, well, okay. I'm not. A, you, you said I'm not allowed to. I have to ask my boss if I can go on other people's podcasts. And I was like, well, that kind of stinks. Like I thought we were cool. She was here from episodes five through That's ten, and then <laughs> and then you kind of like disappeared for a little bit and then you popped up on someone else's podcast and I was like, dang, she really has done me dirty because she's jumping on other people's podcasts. That's where she shot me down a year ago. I thought we were OG friends like let her stay in my crib for two weeks. Can't even get her to join the hobby podcast here. Now you're back. So how did that all come about? Can we
4: just clarify that when he saw that and reached out and was like, "I see you on someone else's podcast," I was like, "I can come on your podcast now."
0: Yes, <laughs> you
4: did. You did I can come on your podcast. Yes.
0: Now. So what was that all about? What were you doing? And I, you know, now I guess you're obviously doing more Pac-12 games, and that's that's fantastic. What was that kind of uh for- Wait, what did
2: she do? Wait, wait, wait. What, what is did you-
1: she do? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been paying attention at all. I did
4: not. Comedy. <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: Comedy. Um, I think when I had the job working in the MBA, it was a little bit more difficult um, with the position that I had to be able to kind of promote like my work and and things that I was doing separately. Um, And so once I left that job, which I, like I said, I'm like super grateful for that I had and I learned a ton and it was a great experience and opportunity, but maybe you guys can speak to like the different jobs you've had. Um, Eventually you kind of outgrow the space that you're in. And I was looking for more responsibility um, and looking to like do more. And I talked you know, to everyone there. Um, and I have good relationships with, with everyone there, but it was just, it was time for me to leave, um, and do something different. And I'm happy that I did because I was able to kind of focus more this season on the women's college game.
2: Nice. Nice. So, so, and, and I'm just going to just pick your brain even more. So you, you went from, you went from the NBA to women's college basketball. Um, and I, like I said, I talked about competing and challenges. Do you ever see yourself branching outside of the sport of basketball and potentially going to another sport? Or will you strictly try to stay within either women's or men's basketball?
4: That's a really good question because um, it's one I thought about a lot, and I've covered different sports like throughout my professional career. And even when mm-hmm. I was in college, Like, um, I really was kind of like the primary – thing that I worked on was football um but I kind of have always been drawn back to basketball um I love other sports I think it would be really fun to cover them um I don't I don't know I like always go back to basketball so I would love to like have an opportunity to try something different I like don't turn down trying something new at least once (laughs) and then I think like if you try something and Maybe it's just not for you, and that's okay. Right. Like, that's okay. Have right. um, well, you
1: any unique sports or activities?
4: Anything? I think, like, not that I covered it, but working in NASCAR was, like, super outside my comfort zone. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know anything about NASCAR. Like, not one thing. But I really wanted to have that internship, um, try something different, learn something new, um, and have, like, a completely different experience. So it's kind of funny. I still have this... I'm not kidding. It's like this thick. I don't know how to do this on here.
3: I was
4: <laughs> <thick. laughs> like a huge binder of like these little note cards and like all of these papers I had printed out about like the rules of NASCAR <laughs> and like all the drivers at the time. And I would have like their car number on the front and who they were on the back and like, who was their crew chief or like whatever facts, um, not that I was an expert, right? but I want yeah. if I was gonna be working in a space. I wanted to be prepared, and I think that that's just how I approach like everything I do. So I'm definitely willing to branch out and cover new sports. Um, but I love working in in women's um, college basketball. like it's it's super fun. It's amazing. Um, and I just like love getting to kind of like elevate these stories of these incredible athletes um, and cover them.
0: Yeah, it's funny when Amanda did come an intern. I'm remembering now; it was a big transition in our building. Didn't you show up and no one? does it was it you who no like, one? Re- no didn't one didn't know you were that coming. I to
3: be,
4: like,
0: that's no, right. Yeah, that's right. Everyone but,
4: was like, "What? Yes, our intern is here." Yeah,
0: because we were, <laughs> we were we were changing coordinating producers, and no one had let the new person know that there were interns coming, and so she like showed up, and they're like, "Wait, what? We didn't know." And I, I kind of remember that now. I, I think I was just uh, maybe a year on the job that I'm, you know, still working in now. So I still knew a little bit more of, of the building and more people there, Were you know, before some people branched down and left. But, yeah, I, I, I'm remembering that now, how you came in and were just completely – and everyone was like, all right, what what should we do? We haven't had interns in so long. What do we need to get her to do kind of thing?
4: And you know what's so fun is I was the only intern that year. Like, it was just me. Yeah. Um, and I recently – I think within the past year time is like, I don't even know what time is anymore. Yeah. Um, but it, like within the past year um, I had been asked to like talk to the new interns that have that same position that I did. Yeah. Um, and there were like a ton of them. And yeah. I just thought that that was so incredible and so fun to see like one, that they were able to like have more interns Two that they could like have friends and like be friends with each other, um, <laughs> yeah. and kind of lean on each other and make those mistakes. Um and ask each other questions Not I always I always felt like I'm just mean. I need to go ask
3: everyone <laughs> <laughs> like, You
4: know what I mean? Um and then it was just like awesome to be able to hear about like how that program has grown. Um and like really I don't know, like humbling to be asked to like speak to people who will have like the same jobs that I've had. Yeah.
3: Mm. Yeah.
0: It's also yeah stinks now meeting the interns and realizing like oh they just graduated in like 2017 you're like oh or like 18 or, or they started college in 17 or they mm-hmm. yeah they graduated high school in 2017 you're just like oh wow that means yeah like,
4: so i graduated <laughs> college then and
0: you're like <laughs> oh man and you're just like it's just hitting how you get older and you're just like oh no i'm not the young guy i hadn't been the young guy in the office in a while but it is it's, yeah it's, it's and stuck.
4: like even the job that i had um at my uh nba position that i had like working as a broadcast assistant like with the new group that came in um i like was asked to go talk to them about the position and i kind of love doing stuff like that because i think like in my experience for those jobs that i had like i didn't necessarily have someone like super close to me in age to be able to like explain and like talk about what it was like to be like the only kind of young young person there trying to figure things out um and so i think it's fun because it's like i'm not much older than these people who are like coming up and doing these incredible things and will have these jobs um you know that i do
3: yeah
4: Uh, and so it's like fun to be able to tell them like you guys are only like a few years away from from doing the things that you always imagined you would be yeah i think
1: that's that circles back to the previous conversation about moving somewhere and not knowing somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just that important to have even a single person available. But like you said, many interns, they can all learn together opposed to, you know, what you had to go through. So, but
4: mm-hmm. you got, and, like, and you don't have to always be like the like best friends. I always say like, you don't have to like be best friends, but you need to be a team um, because like, you're all doing the same job. I think like, especially in like, uh, the assistant position I had, you know, we were working on a radio broadcast. And so if one person doesn't do what their, you know, job is, everything else is kind of like trickling, messed up, everyone's trying to cover and run. And it's like, that's fine. Like, if you need help, like I got your back, like let me cover you or like vice versa. Right. Like I'm running behind on this. Have you been able to watch this? Like, let's work together. Um, and I think that that's just like a life skill. It's like, you don't have to do everything by yourself. You really don't.
0: That's, I mean, I think that's great advice, Amanda. I wish more people would take that because sometimes I'm sure you've seen it too. It gets very cutthroat and people will try to step on you to show that they have done something right and you've effed up. And so navigating through some of these spaces can be tougher. And if more people had your attitude, it probably would be teamwork would be a lot better, but it can get kind of oh no, if they're, you know, five people vying for maybe one spot. You know, how does, how does they get a little, I mean, there's competition, there's shows, there's network shows over fighting over one spot kind of stuff, but it can be that mentality of a team. You'd want that, but it does get a little dicey sometimes out there.
4: Yeah. And like, I don't know, I guess I just, like for me, for the things I approach and, you know, maybe that there's more for me to do, um, but I don't, like, sometimes it's just not my turn. Yeah. I'm like, that's okay. Well, I think, I, I think
0: that's a I think that's a maturity thing too, right? Like you've you've lived life and knowing it, and that brings you back to the I know comparison is a thief of joy that you brought up at the beginning of the podcast. Where that's I think the one of the biggest negatives that social media has created is oh wait, look at my friend over here who seems like they have it all together and seems like they've got the best of the best, but it's just a snippet of their life. We don't know what's really going on behind the scenes or deep down inside. And if you keep trying to compare yourself to others, you're never going to get this actually live in your own reality and look around and say, wait, I'm actually, it's not that bad. Like, yeah, everyone's got their ups and downs or good days or bad days, but why am I complaining about what I don't have instead of focusing on what I have? And you're just completely missing your life right in front of you.
4: I think cool. for me, it's really easy to do that when it comes to work. Like it's yeah. always, I think I start doing like the comparing thing when it comes to work. Okay. Um, and so it's been like, it's, it's easy to fall into that of like, I need to be doing more. I have to do more I do more. But then I like look at all these other things and I'm like, wait, I'm really proud of myself for like, <laughs> you know, going to therapy this week yeah. oh, good for you, Amanda. <laughs>
3: I'm like
4: You know, I am really proud of myself for, you know, like spending time with my animals, making yeah. an effort to like call my friend this week. Like, Th- those are the little things that I think that we don't always celebrate. That I myself, I'm still trying to be like a lot better at. Um, when I'm like, I haven't done anything this week. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Come on. Well, I think <laughs> I'm, like, that's I, not true.
0: I think that's a good point too. I think we've been conditioned also to like everything has to be great, right? Like you mm-hmm. have to be the best at everything and be this and be the number one. Where in life. Being great could just be going to the grocery store and getting something healthy to eat, right? Being great could just be showing up on time to meet a friend or calling a friend. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm the number one rated thing at whatever I do. It's just doing those small things that in your life are a big thing, but everyone has kind of minimized just living a normal life. And those normal life things are just as great as some of the things when you turn on the social media and you're like, oh, well, I don't have a number one hit out right now on the album. I'm not doing that great. Well, you're just... Your dogs love you, and you got a, a, a lovely <laughs> partner. What's wrong with that? You know what I mean? So yeah. exactly. You
1: totally. have to make time. Like you said, Like you have to make time for everything at our age. Because yeah. staples are there, but what you want to enjoy outside of that, you literally have to find the time to make it happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Now, so, Amanda, I saw you post on it, and you brought it up earlier. You've, you've been outspoken about your eating disorder. And I know... Yeah. When you were staying with me, I kind of could tell something, but... It, You're like,
4: something's off yeah, here. I, but she it, only... Yes,
0: yeah, you know, you had you had this thing where you only ate those wafer crackers and the tzatziki mm-hmm. sauce, which tzatziki sauce is fantastic, but, you know, I didn't feel like it was too much in my balance to step over and, like, you know, I know we talked about it a little bit with me, you, and Jeriana, of, and you would just kind of say, like, oh, this is what I like, I'm eating this. But what has that, you know, I know we're wrapping up here shortly, but what has that journey kind of been like with coming to grips on that and finally stepping out and speaking on it?
4: I love talking about this because, like, one, I think we're still working as, like, a whole community to talk about things that we're going through. Yeah. Uh, Because it's really not uncommon. Once I remember the first time I, like, put out a post saying, like, this is something that I've been struggling with for years. Um, and getting, like, private messages from people of, like, I've also gone through this. Who I would have never, ever thought had, like, a similar struggle. Yeah. Um, and so I think that there's power in that, right? Like, there's power in community and feeling like you're not alone. Um, it was, like, a it's a journey. Um, and it has been, like, really hard. Um, I'm really proud of my. Off of where I'm <laughs> coming back to um, some of the things that I was doing and telling myself and saying to myself, and frankly, I was just mean, yeah. Um, to me, um, and I uh, like something that my therapist now and um, we always talk about is like, I would never in a million years speak to someone the way that I sometimes speak to myself, <laughs> um, like, ever. You know, because I think that I, like, love to be, like, a cheerleader. Like, I love to, like, hype people up and be that person that you can go to. And I'm like, I got you. Like, what do you need? <laughs> yes, you're going to get through this. Absolutely. Um, and so, like, why can't you be that for yourself? It's a good question, right? Um, but when it comes to, like, navigating that, in my experience, it was really hard. It took me a minute to find, like, a therapist that I have stuck with. Um, coming to Utah was a huge change and transition um there was a lot going on in like my personal life too with my family at the time when I moved here um and I always say like it's funny because I'm like cool I'm moving to a new place awesome all my everything's staying back in Illinois um and <laughs> yeah, slowly <absolutely>, but surely <laughs> those things come up right and um, I've it took me a minute to like find someone who I really trusted and connected with And so I think with any, like, mental health struggle you may be going through, um, finding, like, comfort in knowing that it's not always, like, easy to find someone at first that you match with. And I think that, like, talk therapy has been, like, such a great thing for me, but maybe it's not for someone else. So finding something that works for you. um, But I love these conversations and being able to kind of bring it up because, like, yep, I had an eating disorder. And like, I'm really proud of where I've come and it shouldn't feel weird or awkward to say, but sometimes I'm like, I don't want to make other people feel weird or uncomfortable. Um, But it's, it's not a big deal to me because it's a part of me. It's something that I went through.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I kind of remember just some of those things, but I didn't really speak on it because I knew you a little bit, but not enough to say anything. And I remember, yeah, just one time you, you slowly drink a beer or you had like a sweet, cook a big dinner and you were, and I'm glad you have been able to, you know, get yourself on the right track mentally, physically, emotionally, all that good stuff and see you speak on it because I think that's good for everybody. You know, we all have something we're harboring in. And I think the more you speak on it, it gives you a little bit of relief and realize you aren't the only one. There's others going through it.
4: And that's the, that's the, um, I like, I'll bring up like the social media stuff again, right? Like i think at that period of time it was really easy for maybe like people on the outside looking in to be like oh my gosh look at amanda look at her out in north carolina at this amazing internship doing this great thing like that's so cool and it it was right but it's deeper than that like the story goes deeper like that was like really hard period of my life um beyond a job um and like navigating that still like it creeps up in moments Um, and you it's like you know sometimes it's like it's right there it's creeping up in moments and it's like redirecting kind of your thoughts and and i don't know it's been a process it ain't perfect um but yeah i just think the more that we can like talk about these things um my friend and I started a, a podcast, kind of, just about mental health, um, so that we can have like a space to have these conversations, um, with with other people too, uh, and just say like, hey, this is something that we've we've all been through, and if you're willing and you want to talk about it, awesome. And if not, I completely respect that.
0: Nice. Well, I'm, well, I'm glad you got to a good spot.
4: Yeah, thanks. It's.
1: It's uh it's a big step for a person to be able to go to even a therapist to talk about it, but to be able to talk about it on a podcast and put that on the internet, you know, that shows a whole nother level of, you know, comfortability with who you are and what you're going through and yeah, that's, that's heavy shit. <laughs> we,
4: that. we love the heavy shit. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Pile it on, let's the, talk about is, it. Is, has, it in.
0: Yeah, has exactly has the I know now you're working, like on the, you're posting a lot about working at the, the animal shelter. Has that been kind of helpful on this journey that you're going through?
4: Uh, what do you mean? Like having like, a new job? Like,
0: you know, well, yeah, I mean, you're working as a play by play, but then you're also doing, so you're still doing it. But I didn't know if this was, did you find this through an avenue? Because some people use, like, you know, dogs as therapy dogs. Was this an avenue oh, you searched out? Search. Or was it just something that you kind of stumbled into because you just love animals and it was there?
4: I love animals so much <laughs> don't get me going um so i would say gosh probably since i was in high school um you could probably tell that like my eating habits and like just the way i was like something was off right like jacob clearly picked up on it with geriana like something was just off um and so i think by my senior year of high or excuse me my senior year of college um is when i first started like went to like my first therapist and so i like I need help. Like my best, I'll never forget. My two best friends sat me down and they were like crying. I are like, we're so worried about you. (laughs) And we are so worried that like something horrible is going to happen to you. Um, and that like hit different. Right. Cause then it's like, it's not what I'm doing is like not only affecting me at this point. Right. Like I'm watching these people. I love telling me like they're thinking about me and worried about me. Um, and so that was really hard because <laughs> like, I think a initial reaction is defense. Yeah. What do you mean? But I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
4: and so being able to like break down that wall um, and be vulnerable, right? Like there's like bravery and vulnerability, um, which is like easier said than done. And yeah. it takes like work and practice. Um, but I think like from my senior year of college to now, um, which has been like, five, six years, yeah. I, it's been a minute. um, I've learned a lot about myself, so I guess I forgot that part of the story when you asked me to <laughs> fill you in on what's been going on, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, see, that's what I'm saying, like, you don't always get the full story from yeah. people, um, but, so, uh, during the pandemic, um, I think that a lot of people, like, can maybe relate to the feeling of, like, struggling with your mental health, Um, and feeling alone and different and I'm a very routine oriented person Um, and all of a sudden like that was gone (laughs) (laughs)
3: Um,
4: and so I didn't I like had to work a lot and like you know focus on not falling into old habits um, and holding myself accountable being open with my partner yeah, um, and like setting boundaries and like I've been honestly like so lucky and I love him so much for just like listening right like you don't always have to fix sometimes you just need someone to listen (laughs) um I'm like he'll just listen but um I didn't really like fall into animals for any of that reason um but when I'm talking about the pandemic we ended up adopting our second dog during that period of time because we had the time um to like spend and train and um like love on uh, a new pet, a new family member, um, and like that dog. Her name is Mora. She's named after Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy.
3: <laughs> <the> I <Spider-Man> movie. <laughs> um,
4: she like changed my life. I'm not kidding. Okay. Um, in the way that I see, like, animals and like how to communicate with them. Um, she was a very shy, shy, shy dog. Um, who just needed like some time and love. And I always say like, she taught me patience. I didn't know I needed. Um, it's not always about me, right? Like it's not about like, I want you to come here. I want to go to the park. I want to do this. Like, are you ready to do that? (laughs) How can can I help you? Um, and how can I be your teammate? Yeah. Um, And like work with you and make you feel comfortable. So to see like where she was and where she's come, um, (laughs) like how she is now she's just like the biggest goofball social butterfly like loves people loves other animals she's just just truly the best um but like to watch that happen i swear to god is like one of the most rewarding things i've ever been able to see
0: nice yeah, it's, it's, it's you go ahead chris what breed are your
4: dogs um they're just both a couple of like rescue dogs um, so they're just like a mixed breed. I I need to do their
0: DNA. <laughs> <laughs> so you you you're doing the. Do you see just this double work life? I mean, I know you talked about it earlier. You don't want to look too far in the future. One year, five years, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But kind of as you're living in the moment, you. I mean, you obviously want to work with animals, and you also have your other career. Do these mesh well enough where you can do both?
4: You know what. Um, I love that you brought that up because someone who really I've looked to in both these spaces, who inspires me is Elena Rizzo. Um, She works um, in the MLB and she has her own foundation, um, like where she like rescues animals. Um, And she also is a broadcaster. Right. Um, And I think I love to watch her and I respect her so much. Um, And like seeing someone have multiple jobs that they're passionate about um, like inspired me to kind of (laughs) like take a risk, try something new. I'd never um, like worked in that space before, uh, but I knew I wanted to like it's something I've been researching for, like I have that job now. Right. But it's something I've been like looking into for two years. (laughs)
3: Um,
4: um, And like, that's also the part that you don't see on the internet. Right. Is behind the scenes. Like I have this, Urge to do something I feel really passionate about and like dive into this work that I think is really important, which is kind of like destigmatizing rescue pets um, and also felt helping them find their homes. Uh, I love it so much. Yeah.
3: Um,
4: and so I can't see myself kind of going back to doing like just one thing. Like I love working <laughs> in both spaces. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just love working in both spaces. Yeah.
0: Yes. Makes sense. Absolutely. All right. I think. We'll go ahead and get to the uh, notebook. We don't have Jeeves here to hit the horn, but Amanda,
3: where's,
0: said, where, where's Jeeves? Yeah. He he said it was too late for him tonight. He said it was too late for him on the East Coast. He had to go to sleep. I don't know if he's over at his old lady's house.
4: You guys also thought I was like three hours you, ahead. I thought you, were, I thought I you like were three hours. hours.
0: You're only two. Okay, so that's not as bad. All right. I thought you, I thought you were three. It's all good. So you pick a you pick a question that's not highlighted in the notebook. While you're doing that, we'll do a quick uh, tourney pick them top ten, top fifteen. Eddie Hutu in first, Logan Sherrill second, Paris is in third, Stevie's in fourth, Chris C. Not you, Mike, and is in fifth.
3: Hey.
0: <laughs> Heather, uh, my aunt, my aunt is actually in sixth. Jay, who we talked about last week, it's not Jesus. Another person we don't know is in seventh. Caleb Smith's in eighth. Asha's in ninth. Scotty, who I, again, another person I don't know, is in tenth. Logan <laughs> Tobler's in eleventh. Elijah is in twelfth. Nate's in thirteenth. Jerry Cantzler. Jerry and his father's in fourteenth. And then that random all-favorites bracket that I always do's in fifteenth. But Duvall, you're still alive because you have Kansas. Paris, I think, Ooh. has Kansas. Eddie actually had Gonzaga, so he's – if North Carolina or Villanova or Kansas win, he won't win.
2: So I, the only way I win is if Kansas wins.
0: Yeah, but I don't. I think Paris might have the jump on. You'll finish top five, I think.
2: I, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, like I said, it was. That's that's why you were like, "Oh, you got first. I was like, "It's way too early." I was like, <laughs> "I just knew it." And then like after the first game, like last weekend, I was like, "Oh shit, I'm like in the." I'm in like the
3: 20.
0: Yeah, I, I, once no. uh once Texas Tech went out and Arizona went out, I was cooked. So I'm Man, in like okay. I'm in like 53rd out of 61. But hey, you know can't win them all. No, no. And then Amanda, I'm just gonna rag on her one more time. She joined years and years ago and completely forgot to do her picks. And then. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was supposed to join during COVID, and then COVID happened and shut everything down, and then I sent her the link this year, and she didn't join because she thinks we take money, and she can't join if there's money involved, and I'm like, Amanda, we've never taken money. It's always for free. No. And then she probably just has 15 other brackets she does, so, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> was that is that an accurate representation? No. Oh,
3: okay.
4: No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sounded good. Sounded yeah. good to me. <laughs> oh. I'm rolling with that. Yeah.
4: But can I just say, like, I love that you use these videos of me from five years ago. Yes. Like, I just I die I, every time. I, I th- see okay. I'm glad you noticed back. it
0: because you didn't acknowledge it this year. It's okay. But do you remember me telling you? Yeah,
3: because it's like ah, five years. Ah! <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's coming up on six years because it'll be like June when we started the podcast. Yeah. So. I don't know if you Uh-oh. remember. I told you when we made those videos that I'll be using them for all of time to promote.
4: Really, he really did. Yep, and he has stuck to it.
0: <laughs> I've got the one video that I use for the football pickem, where you are catching the football and spiking it, and then I've got the one where you it spin is. spin the basketball on your finger that I use to join the bracket. And then there is, yep. and, and so I use that every <laughs> single look year. At look at it.
4: all that. Look at all I've done.
0: You
3: have.
4: Look at that. And, yeah. and okay, so oh, I'll go okay. back.
0: She she was very. Pro content, I'll give her that. She helped out a lot when we, she, she had a t-shirt, took photos, took the videos. She did send us a ball, the Ball State pennant is down here in the basement. And I still have the autographed uh, 5 by 7 you sent.
4: You asked me to send that yes. Let's just be yes. very clear. I didn't just send him a picture oh, yeah. of my autograph. Like, thanks for letting me stay with you. Here's yes, no, autograph. no.
0: I know, yeah, obviously I asked you to send it. I wasn't saying that you just sent it out of nowhere. I mean, come on now. I I have a I have a wife. I wasn't that creepy, Amanda. Like you know. Oh I was no, just saying, you
4: did, you I didn't. I didn't want people to think that I thought that like you want like wanted my autograph. Oh no, no, I we were. No ever asked for my autograph except on like we, my payments that I yeah. the No, <laughs> we we
0: were putting it in the cave just in case you know you strike it big and we need an extra chunk of change somewhere <laughs> we can throw it up on eBay if if we ever need to you know. Did
2: Did Did she get through the the Utah Jazz pendant or the? Utah youth it. No, okay. she hasn't sent a Utah uh-huh. youth pin it. Yeah, I, mean, okay. I, mean, I be, understand
4: it, where it, this is going.
3: Yeah,
0: it, it'd be nice, but you know, I understand Amanda. She went, she went ghost for a couple years, man. I thought, <laughs> I thought she she moved out to the west coast and just said, East Coast got to get you
1: out of here for that. So
4: yeah. I said, oh my gosh, that time change. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: you're working for the network. Are you not allowed to show affiliation to teams? I know you don't have any youths red on right now.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't – like, honestly, I just, like, love all the, I really do, like, love all the teams. They're all super different. I think that it's really fun to, like, individually get to talk to, like, players and coaches and learn more about them and elevate those stories, which I try really hard to do um, on our broadcasts. But I – will very much say I'm rooting for Stanford to win the national championship again, go back to back, um, back to back, you know?
0: No. Yeah. Okay.
4: So yeah, it's going to be a tough road. Um, yeah. but their final four, I would, I need to show you my, oh no, he jumped down. My cat was just literally opening the door. Oh. don't know how that happened.
0: And that's, <laughs> is that the same cat that has the, the photo that I have of the t-shirt? The all black one. Yes. Yes. See? Yes. A He's lot of... living
4: his best life. Yes.
0: Amanda <laughs> used to make a lot of content for us, but you know she big timed us. It's okay. We'll move on. You know. All right. No, I've got to. I've got to give her a little bit of ribbing. That's all it is. All right, Amanda. Have That's you picked? It's
4: all in good fun.
0: Exactly. Chris brought the comedy shirt on, so you know. Yeah. Did you Did you find a question, Amanda?
4: Yeah, I did. All right. What, I, you, what this you got? Is one of my favorite, this is one of my favorite shows. All
3: right.
4: So I went with Do you believe in the olive theory from How I Met Your Mother? Yep. Um, which is that every successful relationship balances everything. So in the show, uh, it's, I pulled it up so I could remember who, who's who. Lily loves olives. Marshall doesn't like olives. So together, they're a perfect match gotcha Do you believe in the olive theory? I,
0: can we say like half? Like
4: definitely, you can say whatever you want.
0: I like that. I appreciate that. This
4: is literally your podcast.
0: True. That's true. That's true. Uh, I mean, I think that in some instances it can work, right? Like, and I and I'll I'll give a good example. You brought up the olives before jerry and i had our first kid she didn't drink any of my ipas so we worked great because i was able to get the ipa beer didn't have to worry about anybody getting it out of the fridge it was all good after she had our first kid she all of a sudden had liked ipas so in essence it kind of ruined that one but i think it just depends on what it is if it's something that's not too big but i do think there's some things in relationships that as you as a relationship have to figure out is that too big of a mountain to climb that we can't get past making it work. I hope that makes sense.
1: It's, I think that's why it's the olive theory, right? It's not the religion theory. Like, mm-hmm. it's not the do we want to have kids theory. It's the olive. the
4: olive. olive <laughs> <made> <laughs> do you it? like olives?
0: Hey, I don't like olives at all.
4: It's disgusting. I grow love I love olives. So... Uh. So you're
0: saying it's Uh just about olives. It's not about anything else. Like you can't throw in another food group.
1: No, olives is metaphorical for
4: something kind of silly,
1: you know, things that you can handle. Like I can handle that. She might want to get olives on our pizza, but if she wants to have no kids and I want to have 17, like that's a problem. Yeah. I mean,
0: agreed. That's what I'm saying. We're how big, but some people, the olives thing may be very serious though, right? Like, people have killed for less, for you know what I'm saying? Like, like <laughs> that's why I was saying it depends on what mountain you're climbing. Like, in some relationships, it, olives, it may not be. Like, obviously, yours and Chris, mine, too. Like, olives, I don't like them. Jerry and it does, it's not a big deal. But some people may, like, have a freak out. If you get olives on their pizza, they may just be like, it's over. You know what I mean? So, I guess that's where you figure out in the relationship, you know, does it work.
2: Yeah. And, and and kind of just to add to that, I think it, it it it's definitely possible because I mean, like we're all sports fans. So, like, if your significant other doesn't like sports, how much of that are you able to bear? Like, are they are they like being assholes towards you as you're trying to watch a game, or is it just like, oh well, you know, they give you your space, they give you your time, and then they, you know, because I'm pretty sure, like, not everybody. I mean jayana may not have been a huge sports fan but now she may just being around you she's gotten engulfed in it now and now she's sending you shit about players and you're like wait a minute what are you doing looking this up you know yeah. like you know like you know so i i think you know kind of to everybody's point i think there's always a balance to it and i think there's a a level of understanding where you say okay listen that's something that i feel with. but then there may be some things like hey listen You can like mushrooms on your pizza. I don't do mushrooms. I'm not going to, like, not be with you because you like mushrooms. But, you know, if you like mushrooms, you like mushrooms. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Who likes olives? Anybody like olives?
2: Not me. I like
4: olives.
3: Yeah,
0: I think that was another one of the one things Amanda would eat when she was here. She would go. When, when she listen, when it was so strange because I'd never seen somebody say, I'm jar going, black yeah, I'm going to the grocery store. And like when I go to the grocery store, like even when I was just like living by myself, it was a good grocery run. Right. Like, OK, like she would be like, I'm going to the grocery," And she'd come back with like just two bags. And I'm like, you're staying here for two weeks. What? That's all you need, and it was like Oops. olives, those crackers, and that tzatziki sauce. And I'm just like, all right, cool. I'm like, well, we're cooking dinner, like you don't have to throw in or nothing too. No, nah, I'm good eating this, and it was like a, and I, yeah. So, I remember now the olives were one of your memories. things. Yes. <laughs> so, what
2: are you putting the tzatziki sauce on? The crackers.
4: Yeah, the yeah. crackers. I can't oh, eat tough. saltines anymore. It's very triggering.
0: Oh, really? Okay, so that's a trigger. <laughs> I didn't mean to trigger you. Then bringing that up. No, no, no. Hey, I
4: just sorry. was no, ma- no, 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 no. I was just like saying like I don't eat saltine crackers anymore. No. It's just, it's not a thing. So <laughs> I was talking about with the running, right? Like I don't run no more. Right? <laughs> you know, every once in a while, though, it's like real nice outside. You're like, I'll go for a little run.
0: Yeah. No I don't. I don't, no. <laughs> Listen,
2: no, no, I don't. I if, don't at all. fun. What is if, fun? I
0: don't. If I'm running, it's either chasing my child, because he's not supposed to be grabbing something that he's holding, or somebody is chasing me. That's the only time I'm running right now.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, Amanda, do you, do you believe in your question?
4: No. Well, yeah, to an extent. Yeah. I think that, like, uh, just because someone – doesn't like olives and I like olives. That doesn't mean we're a perfect match. It's gotta be
0: good. Yeah, agreed. But Chris, but I, I love
4: that show. I've watched it from front to back like a hundred times. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll go with you. I've only seen like two or three episodes. Never got into that show.
4: It's funny.
0: No, I, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> But Chris, I do agree. I'm with, like I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> I, I mean, it may be. There's just the the problem with TV now is there's just so much. There's so much content to consume that TV. even on regular cable slash Netflix slash Hulu slash HBO Max, there's just so much. It's hard to watch and consume it all with while also trying to go outside and play with your dogs, while also trying to go to a concert, while also trying to work out or whatever it is. It's like holy moly, you know. So. Maybe one day I'll sit down and watch it. Like, even now, my parents are always like, "Hey, have you have you seen this latest movie on HBO or whatever?" I'm like, "You realize I have two small children. I can't sit around and watch anything but cartoons or sports because all of a sudden, last thing I need is him showing up to preschool dropping an f bomb or whatever it is, and I can't watch guns <laughs> Blazing. And then by the time you get these kids down to sleep, it's already ten o'clock. You got time for one show before you got to go to sleep because one of them going to wake up at four a.m. You know, so it's just a it's a constant thing. It is,
3: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. <laughs> So, Chris, I feel like you had a certain thing there about seventeen kids and no kids. Is that a is that, is that a topic of discussion between you and you and your lady right now?
1: oh uh, we're square too. Okay.
3: We're good. Okay. <laughs>
0: okay. That's good. At least I have known people who it was their wedding night, and we were out after the wedding, and they were talking about how they just found out that. Her husband didn't want any kids, and she wanted kids. And I remember turning to ann after they left, after we were chatting with them, and we were like, they should have figured this out way before. They are now divorced. I didn't
2: want to say that, be like, ooh, that's not, not yeah. a good look, but hey. Because...
0: That's a huge thing as Chris brought up. Like that that's more than olives. I think that's where, you know, I was kinda going is
3: (laughs) Yeah. Olives you can kinda get
0: over, (laughs) mushrooms, food groups. It does need to be deeper, as Amanda said, but um, you know, topics of kids and whatever else can whew.
1: It's like over six percent of marriages fail or, you know, end in divorce within seven years. Yeah that's but I feel like our generation, we grew up, a lot of my friends' parents, I don't know about y'all's were divorced. So, like, it was very common then. So, we kind of figured it out. Oh, just don't marry whomever. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: Exactly.
0: That's true. Yeah, figure it out. Work on it. Try to, you know, get through those things. But it's also just hard. Relationships are hard, man. Being with somebody... I mean, during the pandemic, you know, my joke was either your relationship's going to stay together, you're going to break up, or you're going to have a kid, right? Like, that was one of those three or two of those three could happen. Hopefully it was in an order you would want or something that happened because, yeah. you know, being around somebody a lot all the time and trying to do your own thing while also incorporating them, while also needing your own time, is a it's a hard balance. But as his life. True. So, all right. Amanda, do you have any uh, final thoughts, final words, final sayings?
4: Oh, I thought... I thought, I, I'm i the only one who picked a question.
0: Oh, do you want us to pick a question?
4: Oh, I don't know. I just, I thought that there was going to be like, I didn't, thought harder about it, you know?
1: We can do this. <laughs> this. At the beginning of the podcast, she said that, you know, she uses the icebreaker yeah. tool. So what are our three, you know, icebreakers? Love that.
4: That's yeah. great.
1: Mine, mine's also simple. I was given to like the wrong parents at the hospital when I was born.
4: That's,
1: like, a, that's a great one. <laughs> like, it was, I think it was less than 24 hours, but my mom was given another child at the hospital, and we have like a letter oh. from eight and everything. And I've been thinking about that since the beginning. I have my go-to also.
0: Oh, see, they don't – if that happens at the hospital now, then multiple levels of people have failed at right. their job.
1: Yeah. Because it you, should be called Mike and Regional Medical Center now, but it's yeah, not. absolutely. Yes,
0: <laughs> be, because now they literally put like a a badge on your child's ankle, and it anytime it leaves the room to go somewhere, like it has to get scanned. You have like wristbands that w- match up, like, and you really don't. The only time. Your child, you know
4: because you have kids. Yes. I like honestly forgot for a second. I'm like, why do you know all this?
0: <laughs> oh, the only time your child really leaves your room, if you have a boy, is if you decide to get them circumcised, they have to take them out of the room, obviously, to do that surgery, put that thing. But other than that, it is right there. Now the baby's basically... The delivery rooms in most hospitals are the same rooms you stay in for those first day or two when you have your baby. There's no nursery there. You can actually, if you want to... Send your kid to the nursery, but I just feel like that's kind of, like, sad in a way to, like... So so your
4: baby stays in the room with you now? Yes. It's not like TV.
0: It's not like TV anymore. Not The experience that we've had of our first two is if you go to a a decently good hospital, it's a big enough room where you will deliver in there, and then they'll have you in there. Now, they may move you to a smaller room, but this past one we had, we just, every besides she had a C-section on both of them, but obviously she went out and had the surgery and then we came out and all that good stuff, but yeah.
4: Past one.
0: Yeah. Mm. So yeah. That's
4: a definitely an icebreaker. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> that I, creates conversation. Look at us. Look at us flowing. Nice. <laughs> what icebreakers wow.
2: I, You know, Well, I, I'll tell you mine. Go ahead, Duvall. Yep. Oh, you, well, I'll I'll tell you mine. It's not as, not as, juicy as y'all's is but like nine times out of ten when i meet somebody and i'm out and i'm talking to them i'm one of few that are born and raised here in charlotte so that's one of the things that i'll kind of go to is like oh i'm from charlotte and i was also born and raised here so then they're like oh shit like (laughs) i did not know like i mean like i'm like my entire floor i think i'm the only person from charlotte so it's just like Wow, so you've seen everything, and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I remember when this wasn't here and that wasn't there." And then they're like, "Oh well, I stayed on this side of town." I'm like, "Oh, that used to be this, or that used to be that." So now they're like, "Oh God. so now they're ready to start having a full cool conversation. So that's my go-to, just being a Charlotte native.
0: Yeah,
4: that's awesome. They call
0: that. they call you the unicorn. Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes. Because <laughs> it's, it's that's a,
4: really cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, see, Duval, I, the the difference in mine is we moved here when I was in kindergarten, so even I mean I've been here for almost thirty years. I say I, I mean obviously I was raised here, sure so I wasn't, but I was born in Virginia on a Navy base because my dad was in the Navy. But it is wild, you know. I consider myself from this area because you learn everything from the area. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Icebreaker wise, the, the the was it the two truths and a lie. <laughs> right, that's what you're referring to, right, Amanda? Is that game when the icebreakers? I don't
4: know. That can be one. There's like oh, a million cool. that people come up with.
0: I, the one you know, I would the, they're like the in ice break- and they're
4: like, make friends.
0: Yeah, the one I would always do when I would lead a group of kids was I would get like the Starburst one. I'd get Starburst and they'd have to come up with like names of animals that would also start <laughs> with their letter of their first name. And then you have to go around and memorize everyone's animal as they would sit in there, and that would just get everybody. So you'd do, like, all right, Jacob Jaguar, and then you'd go, oh, Amanda. And if you said, like, Armadillo or Anteater, and then you try to memorize everyone's name, because I'm terrible with people's names. I'm the person who literally would meet you, and then I have to say your name a 100 million times in my head. If not, as soon as I turn away, I'll go, oh, I've forgotten their name. So I was more of a name icebreaker guy, because if not, we're just going to have the embarrassing let-me-ask-your-name-again conversation three or four times.
4: Sorry, you figured it out. You came
0: yeah. up with your thing, you know. Yeah, that's that's what we do. That's what we do. All right. Well, Amanda, I'm glad you finally joined us on the podcast yeah. again. Glad
4: I finally texted you back.
0: That's right. I know. I you know I figured you big time, us. I was gonna have to send you your uh your signed photo back, just as a you know curl up in a in a cat ball and say, all right, here you go. Have it back now, but.
4: Listen, I still have, like, I still have the, um, like, Panthers one that you guys gave Oh, me. I
0: figured you'd toss uh, that out well, uh, long ago.
4: What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and, uh, I have, like, the signed pizza box from everyone from, like, the internship. That was, like, so sweet and so nice, right? So those are just, like, the fun memories.
0: Nice. Yeah, because she like, was.
4: I'm like, you know, it's fun.
0: Yeah, she was here Duval after the, uh, the Super Bowl loss. So oh. we went and Jerry and I. There was
4: went, a lot of merch.
0: Merch left. So Jerry and I went and got her, like, uh, there was the Panthers NFC Championship Bennett and, it and just did. pin it and just wrote, like, a nice, like, good luck, Commandos. Great having you stay here. Da da da. Oh, impact. okay. Yeah.
3: So okay.
4: nice.
0: So, hey, listen. Yeah. You know, we try to be. Try to <laughs> no, be this guys. was
4: really fun. I can't. I honestly can't believe that how you said, like, that it was, like, episode 10 or something. And now you're on 284. That's just awesome. What you like, what you guys like do and have been able to build and like podcasts are fun because you like they they take time and it's just who has 284 episodes of something not me Um, (laughs) so that's just really cool i think like this has been super fun it's fun to like get to talk to you guys more about like stuff past just sport like what team do you like you know like this is really fun absolutely
0: and i've said i it really did i thought you were on like episode 20 or something the last (laughs) time and when i was scrolling through just to see where it was and i was like wow it was episode five it was so new and then it was episode nine yeah i know that's what i was like you you were one of the first actual like guest guests on our podcast that you came down no and i give you i give you props coming over to a guy's house. Sitting in the basement recording a podcast at twenty something years old, could have definitely gone way wrong. But luckily, you know, I had a wife; it was all good. But I appreciate you <laughs> stopping. And through. It was
4: so sweet. I remember she like cooked, like <laughs> literally just was like so nice. Obviously, like I got to spend some yeah. time and I, you
0: guys. I did give you Amanda that's right. I gave a, I've been giving Amanda a hard time, but she did send our first kid. A onesie Saturdays for the boys when we announced our pregnancy. So she has been a good friend from long distance. I've been messing with her just because I know I can. And we had a good time. That, and I'll go back to that last night. I did feel like it was my first child moment with Amanda when she lost those keys. I know she remembers it because she like – I was like, Amanda, go up to the room and please look in the room for these Honestly,
4: keys. he got like real stern. <laughs> <laughs> like real, like real stern. Like Amanda – This is not funny. This is a big
2: deal.
0: Yeah. Well, because like we're not
2: not doing this today. Well, because where her
0: where her car was, it was at the end of the driveway. Duval. There was no way.
3: No,
0: no. And I was like, we like it was. I think it was August. I don't know when you left, but I was like, I have to go to work. I think Jerry and I had to go to work. We're thinking, all right, we're gonna have to drive through the grass. How is she gonna get out? She's gonna leave to go home. Like we got to get a call a locksmith or a dealership to get a a key out here to start our car. We were just going Which through.
4: Which I also I had to go to my last day, so I was leaving that day after like my shift at my like at the internship. Yeah. So I had to like go finish my shift. It was a whole mess. Yeah, And, like, I don't think I ever have told anyone this. Maybe I told you at a later point, but I brought my fish you to work in a yep. cup.
0: You told me like, that, yep.
4: In, like, a Slurpee cup. Yep. And I was just like, nobody looked.
0: Yep. I remember you sending me a Snapchat and being like, look, and that you had the fish sitting on your cube desk in, like, the 7-Eleven Slurpee cup because that's how. You in trouble. Yeah, so he wouldn't just fish fry in the. In your car as you were. Absolutely
4: not. Derek was my guy. (laughs) But I was like, I can't be like walking into like this internship where like, you know, you have like shit to do with a freaking fish. (laughs) Like, hey, everyone, look at my fish. (sighs) Now I probably would.
0: (laughs) So, yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Well, you're welcome
4: for like your pre-parenting, I've clearly.
0: Yes, it was like I said. And that was, and then, yeah, and then just finding the keys and her coming down and being like, oh, they're right there. And then I did apologize. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Like it was supposed to be a good time and da, da, da. But it was fun. Thanks for finally stopping back through. I'll definitely have to, hopefully we don't go 180, 170 episodes before your next visit. Let's hope
4: not. I'm free. <laughs> Thanks, guys. This was so awesome. I appreciate
0: it, it. Stick around a little bit afterwards so I can grab a screen grab for the Instagram. And we also forgot from the top, where can you be found on social media Amanda's if you want to be found?
4: Oh yeah. Um, my stuff is just underscore. It's Amanda Smith. That's it.
0: Yeah. All right. Duvall, who you got? Final four.
2: Uh, Carolina, Kansas, Kansas wins. All right. Chris, who you got? Uh, I, I quit Karen after Arizona lost. Um,
1: Yeah, Kansas. Man, I don't know. I'm going to go Villanova, North Carolina with Villanova winning.
0: Okay. Amanda, who
2: you got?
4: Duke, Kansas. Duke all the way. Let's go. I
0: forgot you are a
2: Duke fan. I forgot. I forgot. I'm a Carolina fan. I just don't see them winning it. (laughs) <laughs>
3: that's, a, that's, that's honest
2: that uh, so I, I'm staying on listen I'm staying on this train because I didn't see him getting this far either so yeah. if I keep doing this shit and they win it then I'm like alright cool so yeah
0: alright alright I'm gonna go Kansas Carolina but I yeah and I'll go Kansas winning it all but the, the storybook of Duke and Krzyzewski and crazy stuff just seems too good to be true but, man, it may happen. So, either way, my bracket's cooked. I'm just going to sit back, relax, have no stress, and then just enjoy the the basketball games this weekend and on Absolutely. Monday. So, Yeah.
3: Absolutely.
4: Stanford for the chip.
0: <laughs> and Stanford for women's. There we go. All right, cool. Last little tidbit, I do remember you talked about social medias earlier, how you were the first one who started telling me when the posting of the algorithms, you were like, I can't post anything till like, 6 p.m., or you know when oh you you were like oh no people are eating dinner that was, now that was that was the wild time that was, of learning it was
4: college that. Amanda yes I was, yes <laughs> I was way too concerned yeah. now there's like an algorithm yeah Instagram does it for you yeah
0: yeah but so I remember that bad. you were like yeah you have to you can't you don't want to post a photo and if it doesn't get enough likes you have to delete it because if you have to post it this time and I was like woo, this is she's cool. teaching she's teaching me all these crazy things but. Unlearn all of that. <laughs> yeah, I I told you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Amanda, I appreciate it, and uh, let's see, Chris, how do we uh, end the podcast? Peace. Yes.